0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations.
2: Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Good, how are you?
1: How has your week been? Well, I am in the good old state of Alabama and uh, I'm at my in-law's house. We came here because we wanted to make sure they saw Harrison before he's like three because the last time they saw him, he was six months. So um, we just wanted to make sure we, we got to see them before he's like literally turning another year. Yep, so that's what we're doing and I am literally in their guest bedroom on the floor recording because I love, oh, that's deep.
2: Oh, that's a deep love. You back, Nicole. Okay, so (laughs) really, I just want to make mention of this because we will not give 45 the light of day on our podcast. However, I'm just going to say he should have listened to my friend Nicole and worn a mask over his nose and his mouth. And now he has contracted COVID and infected like half of the White House,
1: it seems, huh? Well, you know, in his defense, he probably didn't infect half the White House. It was uh, his senior advisor that probably infected everyone because we know Hope Hicks was positive first. Then he and Melania were tested and they were positive. Pence is negative. So at least, you know, if he becomes so sick that he cannot act as president, Pence will be able to take over. I would argue that Pence. Probably needs to be retested again because it might be too early for him to have a positive test. Um, So I would think he would need to be retested in a couple of days. But if he's really negative, at least if the president becomes very ill or something happens, Pence can be there to take over and make some decisions on behalf of the country. So at least that's one positive thing. Um, We do know Kellyanne Conway, she's also tested positive. And she was one of the main culprits talking about that the virus was a hoax, meaning it wasn't as deadly. We do not want to talk about that in detail because I don't want people to think that we're gloating in the fact that the president has COVID. I do not think that people should politicize their health. That was my issue with the White House administration. Now, you should not politicize this. Wear a mask, be safe, stay home when you can. I just pray that everybody recovers fully. Regardless of anybody's political affiliation, we should all pray for the president and the White House. I
2: agree. And we will not revel in the fact that he has contracted COVID. However, I'm just going to say it's the comments on Twitter for me. I literally stayed up for hours past my bedtime just watching the comments. I mean... Every comment from, oh, it's this episode of The Simpsons to some people think that he might not actually have COVID, that this might be a, a, a ploy to convince us that he has a handle on this pandemic in the United States. So we don't know. But I'm just going to say if you want a good um, source of entertainment, check out the comments on Twitter.
1: Twitter has no chill, zero chill. The internet wins again. Somebody even commented he should have skipped the happy ending. Y'all wrong. (laughs) Y'all is just wrong. Just dead wrong. That's a hot mess. I digress. We should move on to some other topic. So, Johnny, what else is on your timeline?
2: Okay, so on a much more positive note, people are just popping out babies left and right. And the crazy thing is, I thought to myself, we're only like six months into this pandemic and six months into like social distancing and staying home and quarantining, so to speak. So we haven't even really hit the COVID baby boom yet, but it just seems like everyone is popping out babies. Like we went into this in early April, some people end of March, most people beginning of April. The reality of it is that's not long enough to incubate a baby. So people were getting it in before the pandemic, apparently. This week, we alone, like just in this past week, we had several celebrities that welcomed new bundles of joy to their family. So Usher and his girlfriend, Jen, they welcomed a new baby girl to their family. It is their first daughter and her name is Sovereign Bo Raymond and this is Jen's first child. Jen is actually a record exec and this is her first baby with boyfriend Usher but Usher does also have two sons prior to this with ex-wife Tamika Raymond. Rapper Nicki Minaj and husband Kenneth Petty welcomed their first child this week and it's not clear as to what the gender of the baby is or the baby's name so maybe, I don't know, maybe she'll name it after her best friend's skipper you know she calls herself barbie maybe the baby's name will be skipper who knows it's gender neutral so maybe you know hopefully they'll release more information about their baby but i'm not mad at them for keeping that under wraps at least for a little while also this week funny man kevin hart and wife Aniko they both welcomed their second daughter he has two other children by his ex-wife also Bow Wow, heartthrob from when we were young, welcomed a son with model girlfriend Olivia Skye. And earlier this month, Latoya Luckett and her husband welcomed their son, Tyson. And do we remember Khalees? Like... You know, milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Nas' yes, ex my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, of exactly. Of um Nas's ex, she welcomed her third child. And we can't forget about Tiana Taylor and Iman Sumter, who welcomed their second daughter. And the funny thing is they were trying to keep the um, I remember this because I was like following it on social media. They were trying to keep the pregnancy under wraps and their oldest daughter actually spilled the beans. So the news was out there, you know, you can't keep kids quiet. The funny part is when I was researching for this week's episode, looking at celebs that recently had babies, I found an article in GQ where Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino and partner Michelle White, they welcomed their third baby but the crazy part is they didn't just welcome the baby they just announced it in GQ in September's issue of GQ magazine so I found that really interesting that they did a very good job of keeping that under wraps so they welcomed their baby I'm assuming a few months ago as it seems based on the article and they just announced it to us this September
1: and they hid that baby for a couple of
2: months a couple of months so in the article Nicole he said that he was watching the nine minute George Floyd video and was thinking to himself like I just brought a son into this world and he said um he named it after his father which is interesting that he said he named it after his father because his father's name is donald glover senior so essentially he named the baby after himself but he was saying that he had to think about like what kind of world he was bringing his son into if he was watching the george floyd tapes that was a few months ago that's good raps though
1: yeah that was like four months ago i mean that's been a while the fact that he kept that under wraps is Amazing.
2: And last but not least, so this baby is not here yet, but it is a much anticipated baby. Patrick Mahone, the highest paid NFL player to date, announced that he and fiance Brittany Matthews are expecting their first child. So the couple got engaged on September 1st, the same day that Patrick Mahone received his Super Bowl ring. He gave his girlfriend at the time, now fiance, an engagement ring and they announced their baby. At least Britney announced the baby by saying on social media, just taking a small detour to the wedding, showed pictures of the sonogram. It was super cute. But I'm not even mad at it. Girl, secure that bag. Let me tell you, they've been knowing each other since they were in high school. Securing the bag. He's making $45 million a year for the next 10 years. That's $450 million. And guess what? She's about to pop out his child. So shout out to her. So the crazy part is, though, Nicole, everyone is having babies. And it's funny, one of my friends, and I think I told you about this the other day, friend of the pod, uh, JR, he he was like, hey, I guess you didn't listen to my podcast this week. And I was like, what? No, I didn't get a chance to. Like, you know, it's crazy. We're so, both super busy. We work together. And he was like, Yeah. You listen, so of course I go and listen and he announced that he's having baby number 3 too and I was like what is in the water? Everybody is out here having babies. So congratulations to everyone who is having babies. Shout outs to you all.
1: Yes. Babies keep us in business. We love babies. We love babies.
2: Babies keep so, us in business. Now, here, but here's the thing though, Nicole. Yes. Babies are mad expensive. So, shout out to all of those that take on the financial responsibility of creating the next generation. I appreciate you. People like me who have, are very committed to
1: my childless status appreciate you all repopulating the world. But you know what, Johnny? Not everybody wants to have a baby. And honestly, Not everybody should have a baby. It is not for everybody. And now that I have a child, your life does definitely change. I love my child to death. Love him to death. Would never change anything about it. I'm very blessed to have one, but it does change your life when you have a child. I look at my friends that
2: have kids like you. I mean, Nicole, you're very good at managing motherhood and very busy, both social and uh, career schedule. Not everyone is able to do that. And every time I see someone, you know, kind of just making it by like you know that exhausted like mother look where it's like one straw is gonna break this camel's back that kind of look it, it has me petrified to even think about having kids and then also I think about I could really screw a kid up really bad
1: you would not and I have that look sometimes too I've had that look um shout out to all the nannies out there and all the grandmamas and as I probably mentioned this before My mom is now my full-time nanny. (laughs) She has moved in with us. She's on the payroll. She is our full-time nanny. Because honestly, I don't know if I would be able to do this without help. At least not even my job, even without everything outside of my job, just my job in general, is a lot to have a child unless you have a spouse that's not as busy. But if you have both people in the marriage are really, really busy, I mean that's a lot. So shout out to all the nannies and the aunts and the grandmamas that's helping us raise these babies.
2: Shout out to all of them. I mean, really. I feel like I would be like Mariah Carey and have a nanny for each one of my kids because I feel like I with the schedule that I lead and the schedule that my husband leads. I can't even, I mean, we barely have time to see each other, let alone have children. I can't even imagine.
1: Okay, so speaking of children and whether you want children or not want children, let's talk through some scenarios. I have a scenario by way of a friend that I would like to discuss. It reads, I have a friend who is in love with a guy we both went to college with. Let me clarify. They've been dating now for two years and their relationship on the outside looks like a dream. He always tells me she's perfect. She cooks for him, cleans for him, and he spoils her rotten. I know he plans to propose to her on his birthday, which is this month, and wants to have three kids because they always talk about having kids. She recently confided in me that she doesn't want kids but hasn't told him. She says he gets so excited about the thought of having them that she doesn't want to break his heart And doesn't want to lose him. I've urged her to tell him. But she refuses. Should I tell him?
2: Absolutely. 100% that is something that you have to disclose. I am of the mind that you do not withhold any kind of information that is life changing before you get into a marriage. Because if you do, you are literally setting yourself up for failure. The reality of it is, is everyone has things that are deal breakers in a relationship and everyone has things that they are comfortable with and not comfortable with. Those things need to be disclosed before you get into what what is intended to be a lifelong partnership with someone, right? I would feel like you were being dishonest if you did not say that you wanted or did not want kids, especially knowing if your partner does or does not want kids, right? And I'm very passionate about this specifically because I knew long before I got married that I wasn't really interested in having kids, not because I thought that like, you know, I wouldn't be a good mom or that I don't think that people should have children. I just know the lifestyle that I lead and I also know what I'm financially comfortable with. And I know that I would want to afford my child a lifestyle that at this point, unless i suddenly strike rich and become a millionaire i cannot afford that for my child like it's a very different thought to say hey this is something that i could do but is does it make sense and for me when i think about having children i see a lot of children around me i see a lot of you know children around you know my village and my community that i can help raise that doesn't mean that i have to push them out and personally you know, before I got married, a lot of people asked me, are you sure that this is what you want to do? Are you sure that you don't want to have kids? You know, that typical marriage stuff, like, oh my God, you're engaged. When are you having kids? It's like, it starts when you turn 25 and it doesn't end until you have a baby. In my mind, I said to myself, and my mother asked me even, she said, Hey, Janine, what happens if you find the man of your dreams and he doesn't want kids? And I've simply told her like, then that's not the man of my dreams because I don't want children. Maybe that's the case for this young lady like maybe it's great and it's wonderful but if you don't want to have children maybe that's not the right relationship to be in and why trick him into thinking that you're interested and happy about having kids when you don't really want them you are setting yourself up for absolute failure unless you feel like you're gonna change your mind at some point that's that's a that's to me in my mind that's a recipe for disaster
1: i agree but i don't think it's this friend's place to tell her other friend Hey, your girlfriend or your fiance or future fiance doesn't want children. I don't know. I just feel like she should convince her girlfriend to tell her boyfriend. I don't think that it's her place to then tell the friend, hey, your girlfriend doesn't want to have children. I agree 100%. I th- mind your business, right? Right. But- I, I think that she should mind her business. But she's the person that was asking about the scenario. So I think that she should bow down. Because I think that if she does, if she's the one that tells this guy, hey, your girlfriend doesn't want children, she's going to lose a friend. She's going to lose two friends probably. Absolutely. I agree. And
2: here's the thing. There's a very easy way to convince your friend. I mean, just explain to her, like, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, people generally tend to understand things when it relates to them. But if the shoe was on the other foot and he wanted kids and never told you, what would you think? So maybe you offer your friend a scenario that helps her understand that this is not cool. Like she can't just go into this and obviously don't disclose that she's about to get proposed to. But, you know, maybe tell her you should probably have a discussion about children before you move on into this relationship or ask maybe have you all discussed kids like I know you feel strongly about not having them have you discussed it with
1: them well it does say she's urged her to tell him but she refuses so I'm pretty sure that she's probably had multiple conversations and tried to say hey you need to tell this guy you need to tell this guy before you just let this sort of go on and then it sounds like maybe she's just lying I feel like if they've talked about children all the time, then obviously she's lying, right? Because if you talk about kids all the time, you talk about how many you want, what you would name them, if you want a girl or a boy or, you know, or both, she probably just didn't say anything. I mean, surely if she did and she wasn't lying, he would have read her body language and thought, okay, maybe this is not a good idea. Or she would have said something to the effect that let him know, hey, I am not wanting to have children. But apparently, I think she's trying to trick this man. I think she's trying to trick this man to get a ring. Then she's going to divorce him and move on.
2: I agree. That's trickery at its best. Like, be honest. Be honest with your past. Be honest with your present. And be honest with what your intentions are for the future. Going into a relationship of any sort, even if it's just dating. Like, she doesn't, you know, from this letter, I assume she doesn't know that she's about to be engaged. But even from just dating, it's important For you to be clear with not only your partner, but yourself, honestly, like maybe it's something that she feels like she could potentially change her mind on. Maybe that's why she's, you know, she's so gung ho about not saying anything about her not wanting to have kids. But I just really think it's a a slippery slope when you're not 100 percent honest with the person that you're in a relationship with. And also it's not fair. Just, you know. Honesty is the best policy and it's not just a saying it really is like that way it gives everyone the options to make the decision that is best for them. If you're not equipping everyone with all of the information, then you're basically being deceitful. So hopefully the friend will fess up and be honest that she doesn't want to have kids, hopefully before they're engaged. But God, I hope before they get married.
1: Well, and also this friend that's sort of in the middle of these other two friends that are in a relationship maybe ask the guy friend you know hey how would you feel if your girlfriend didn't want kids like maybe feel him out and so if he was like oh you know that wouldn't be a big deal then maybe you just let it ride i agree i think that's also a good
2: option that's actually you know that's actually a very good option but do so very discreetly please because oh this can get messy discretion okay Janine, what's your story this came from our email I chuckle because it starts off. Hi, Nicole. So I guess that you're the only person on this podcast. So I will forgive. <laughs> I will forgive them for not addressing me. So it says, hi, Nicole. I hope that you're doing well during this pandemic and you made it back safely from Kentucky. So clearly this person listens. Hi, friend. My name is Janine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So here's the peculiar situation that I find myself in. My husband and I have been married for four years and together we have five kids. He has two from a previous marriage and I have two from two previous marriages. Yes, you heard that correctly. I've been married twice before and I've had children with each one of my husbands. That is where the issue comes in. I want a divorce, but I'm fearful that if I divorce my husband, I will have a hard time finding another man because I have three children by three different men. No, they weren't baby daddies, but it's still three kids with three different men. And as we all know, as women, that comes with a stigma. So Nicole, should I divorce my husband and risk going back into the dating pool or should I stay and work it out? I mean, he's a sweet guy. He's just really not for me. Nicole, Please help me. And I know that you'll shoot it to me straight. I guess this is one of uh, your sorors because they signed it with a pink and green heart.
1: All right, soror. In this situation, one, everybody knows that you are, oh, that's deep. Everybody loves you. <laughs> and I think that maybe I'm just this joking. soror was trying to give me just a little bit of love. Because <laughs> I, I don't get no love.
2: I, I agree. I, I, I hadn't read all the way through the letter. So, but Yes.
1: I agree. And um, in this situation, I would just think: if you have a reason to leave your husband, yeah, you should leave. If you just don't like your husband right now, and but he's sweet overall and he does nice things, but maybe you're just bored, then I don't think you should leave. Now, if he's hitting you, if he's cheating, if he's abusive, then you have a reason to leave. Then you should never stay in that type of situation. You should get out and you should leave. But I think that in uh, marriages, you do go through periods of boredom that's not a reason to get divorced I think you can go through that in in a relationship if you've been in a relationship any relationship for a long period of time I say that to say hey you are going to have periods in your marriage or any relationship where you don't like that other person and you may get bored with that person because you're going through the motions you're doing everything almost the same switch it up but it sounds like she's saying this guy is a good guy, not telling us anything bad that he's done. You have been through three men. Now, is it? Is it you? Are you bored? You can't divorce them all. Now, eventually, you can be single, yeah, but you can't just divorce people because you're like, ah, I'm tired of this one. He's not for me. Give us some more details and let us know why you want to leave him. Not just that you don't think he's for for you because the dating pool is not what's up. It is not what's up. And the older you are, the harder it is and the fewer people in it. I would say if you can keep him, stick it out, I would stick it out.
2: I agree with you, Nicole. The first thing that I question about this letter is that you are now on husband number three. Are we concerned that we're on husband number three? I mean, at some point, we have to think that There's nothing in this letter that indicates that there's a reason why she's leaving her husband. It just seems like you said, like she might just be a little bit bored. And here's the thing. Marriage isn't easy. It never is like it's work. It's another job. Right. But you have to be committed to making it work. So my point is, it's like you can get through this. And if he's not doing anything that's detrimental and he's taking care of you and your kids, I mean, you all have five children together, maybe because they're, I mean, I'm not saying to stay in the marriage because of the kids, but maybe you need to just pump your brakes a little. This is marriage number three. Yeah. We don't see any major reasons from based on the letter that you sent us. We don't see any major reasons for you to get a divorce. So maybe you just need to like chill out. And if you do choose to get a divorce, let's just say maybe not jump into a relationship so quickly maybe let yourself heal a little bit maybe maybe you don't have another child with someone else i don't know you said that you've been married for four years but i don't know what your age range is are you still of childbearing age like i don't know any of this so is it really that you want a divorce from your husband and you want a new boyfriend i'm confused i don't know Maybe it's just me. I'm of the same mindset as Nicole. I don't like dating. The dating pool sucked 10 years ago. I'm sure it sucks 10 times more now. Why put yourself in that situation when you have a man at home that you said is great. He's just not for you. Girlfriend, maybe it's just you. I mean, I don't don't mean to offend, but sometimes we have to look within ourselves. Maybe it's us.
1: You are on marriage number three. Just saying. Now, Johnny, don't go offended my soror like that. I'm sorry. Because we know she's a sore because she had pink and green hearts. If you decide to get a divorce, do not let finding somebody else be a fear. That shouldn't be the reason not to get divorced. So if somebody is mistreating you, if you're listening and you're being mistreated and you have kids, you should get out of the relationship if you are being mistreated. So let's start there. there's somebody for everybody so this friend of the podcast has found three different husbands so there's somebody for everyone there's somebody that loves children that will come along and love you and your children and the other thing uh friend of the podcast what are you doing i mean there are some people out here that can't get married one time got married three word what are your tricks I'm just, just saying, saying too
2: because I was thinking the same thing I'm like whatever it is that she's doing she's pretty confident in it because she's looking for I'm assuming marriage number three it seems that she's not a casual dater based on what she said that you know she's doesn't have baby daddy she's had husband after husband how are you nabbing these men and please write back to us and tell us what your tricks are please
1: More Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations
2: right after this. Hi, this is Nikki Woods inviting you to join me for Move, a podcast magazine for women. We talk about all of the things you need as a busy mother, entrepreneur, businesswoman, or just the woman on the go. We bring you fresh perspectives on health, relationships, food, finance, travel, and more. And we will also introduce you to some interesting women that are doing their thing. Find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. also follow us on instagram at move podcast move a podcast for women just like you on a little bit of a sadder note we would like to take a moment to send our deepest condolences to john legend and wife chrissy Teigen as they heal from the loss of their son jack chrissy so bravely shared her journey and her tragic loss with us and we pray that time heals all of their hurts and that each day they are able to find a reason to smile
1: I like that. That was very nice. I think that a lot of us have suffered through losses like this and we've had miscarriages and we shut away we shut the door we don't say anything and we take a couple weeks off work and then we go back like nothing happened and so I think it's amazing of her to have shared not only a comment on social media but images of her going through the epidural her being hospitalized and she and her husband actually holding um, the baby I think that that's a, a very brave thing to have done uh, and I think that it has helped a lot of people to heal in their own right so I, I think it's amazing
2: I do as well. I think that we heal by sharing sometimes. And I think that you help other people to heal when you share your story. It helps you to not feel so alone. Like you said, Nicole, a lot of us have had that experience. And the one thing that I can say about that is it just feels like a very dark and lonely place. So I do appreciate Chrissy Teigen and John Legend because it's a loss for both of them. I appreciate them being so transparent with their experience.
1: So her other two pregnancies being IVF or in vitro fertilization, we know are much more high risk than one that is a natural pregnancy, although she felt the opposite way. But she specifically did, although she put out details and said her placenta was quote unquote weak, and she had been bleeding for almost a month. She did ask her fans not to diagnose her. So I will not, as a medical professional, I'm going through this in my head and thinking this is what happened. But she's asked us not to diagnose her. And so out of, out of respect for her and what she's posted, I will not, but I do think that it's sad. And I do think a lot of people go through this. And I think that a lot of people may have questions about this. And if you do, you can follow me on Pregnancy Pearls. So let's
2: make the announcement, Nicole, in case the people don't know, Nicole has a number. No- Other podcast pregnancy pearls and her podcast specifically focuses on pregnancy Nicole tell the people why you did the podcast
1: so I did the podcast because um from the beginning even before I became a doctor I decided to become a doctor because I had a cousin that passed away from complications of pregnancy. And that led me to the quest of nosiness to try to figure out what happened. And once I found out what happened um, while I was interviewing for residency, I decided I wanted to become a high-risk specialist. Dealing with my own pregnancy and my own high-risk issues and almost losing my own life, I wanted a way to help people navigate through these challenges that they can experience in pregnancy. And since I kept up with a lot of patients um, back and forth from Indianapolis to Houston, asking all these questions and not knowing what to ask their OBGYNs and not knowing the warning signs for bad things in pregnancy, I created Pregnancy Pearls with Dr. Plenty.
2: So everyone that is pregnant, thinking about being pregnant, or just really enjoys listening to things about pregnancy, go wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen and download Pregnancy Pearls with Dr. Plenty.
1: Yes. And we will talk about more than just pregnancy. We will also talk about postpartum care and women's health in general. And we
2: all know that we need to talk about that. That's you all's learned something new.
1: One other thing that's not um, that's heavy that I learned, honestly, just recently and that I had to make sure I comment on is I just uh, found out I lost one of my sorority sisters. My line sister Talithia Burks passed away in her sleep last night so we just found that out today she was a precious gem rest in peace talithia burks so what is your learn something new janine
2: okay nicole so my learn something new is just this week the u.s news and world report put out a report from the government about the cost of raising a single child it cost to raise a child from conception to 18 233,610. dollars It says that parents... I would have thought it was more than that. Well, for parents in the Northeast, up here, it's $264,090. And in more rural areas, it drops to $193,020 in low-income areas or, you know places that have like food deserts and things like that it drops to 172,200. But the truth of the matter is it costs six figures to raise a kid, okay? To raise them to adulthood, it's approximately $13,000 a year, which is approximately $1,081 a month. I'm just going to put this out here. I know that you're that we love babies, but there's a lot that I can do with $1,081 a month other than raise a kid.
1: Listen, you spend that on a purse don't tell me that's a reason not to have children, okay? It is not. And I would have thought, honestly, it would have been more expensive than that. I mean, think about it. If you're in the South, that's $11,000 a year. That's less than $1,000 a month. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, Nicole. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not convinced. And you know what? Maybe I'd rather spend it on a purse. No, I take it back. I Ooh, I think that kids... Don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that kids are a joy. I just don't think that they're my joy. How's that? I love kids. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm Auntie Janine to everybody, right? I love, love, love the kids. But the one thing I love the most about the kids, I get to give them back to their mommy and they get to go home. Well, you are the village. I am the village. And I am very comfortable being the village.
1: I will be the village. I appreciate being the village. Okay. I know it's not for everybody. And I do think you have to make a conscious decision to have children because let me tell you, it's more than the finances, right? Because you can't get your sleep back. You can't get your hours in a day back. I mean, that adds up too. So I'm wondering if they're like, hey, this is Dr. Plenty's hourly rate. This is how many hours she puts into the day for Harrison. I'm sure it would be more than $11,000 a year. I'm just saying, I think that you can't get your days back. You can't get your time back. So this is really an underestimation of a value put on a child. They are invaluable.
2: So you are in Alabama, right? I am. So thank you to our listeners. In Alabama, But this week alone, we have received the most downloads from Alabama this week, specifically Yay. Birmingham, Alabama. So shout out to Birmingham, Alabama and all of our listeners in Birmingham, Alabama. Thank you so much Yay, for listening. Birmingham. You all are on the map. We see you. We appreciate you. Join the conversation. Email us at, oh, that's deep, bwc at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. We are on Twitter at O underscore BWC and Pinterest at O oh, That's Deep BWC. You can find us, O oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations. That's us, okay? Um, And then, but we really, really can't tell you enough how much we appreciate everyone that listens.
1: Okay, so for our motivational moment, it is a quote by Wes Stafford, who is President Emeritus of Compassion International. And it reads... Every child you encounter is a divine appointment. So whether the encounters are daily with your own kids or occasional as an aunt, family, friend, or through work, make sure to demonstrate positivity and encourage them to strive for greatness. By doing so, you're investing in your own future. Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's deep. Black women conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, that's deep. Black women conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, that's deep. Black women conversations on IG at Oh, that's deep. BWC. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media
0: production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.